views and opinions expressed on this podcast aren't reflections of I'm Not a Rapper, MBMMC, Dollar Tree, Black Hitler, Food Stamps, Tyler Perry, KFC, and the Jewish people. Diver was a freedom rider. She didn't care if the whole world looked. Joan of Arc with the Lord to guide her. She was a sister who really cooked. Isadora was the first bra burner. Angel that she showed up. Oh, yeah. And when the country was falling apart, Betsy Ross got it all sold up. <laughs> I don't think you can bring on retirement. That's our next nah, event. Nah, nah. Where everybody knows your name. Dude, no, she is as a degree. He's like, he's like, he's doing the English. Thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's going to say, not Boston. Yeah. Not Boston. Not Boston. Not Boston. Not Boston. Cheers, Governor. <laughs> Yo, are we back for another week um, podcast Wednesdays for whatever you like to call us? We got a lot of different names. We uh, uh, we noticed on Twitter that y'all choose your own names for the show, and that's fine. Really, really? <laughs> yeah, and make up their own names for it. I mean, whatever. It's the people with the girl. The Wednesday show that's not on the radio. <laughs> All of them. So thanks for your titles. We appreciate it. The black people um, and one white guy. Uh, three black guys and one white guy. <laughs> quarter black. <laughs> <laughs> quarter black. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. You're part black, just like I'm part Irish. Yeah, you're part Irish. Oh, so who we got here today? Oh, I'm spit. Oh shit! Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just sad. Hi, I'm, I'm Kevin. Kevin. You were about to say you were Aaron. <laughs> 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 you were about to say you were Aaron. All right. And we have some guests in the studio with us. Hi, I'm being part of P3 Movement, also Man Face Productions, and I am being on Twitter. <laughs> I'm Breezy B, um, CEO of Exclusive Public, and uh, at BreezyB215 on Twitter. Okay. And we have some other guests here with us <laughs> <laughs> as well. I have my artist Boogie Mandela with me. Boogie Mandela, uh, Boogie Mandela on Twitter, BoogieMandela.com, Boogie Mandela, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I have my artist with me, uh, Jet Plane Jane. This is Jet Plane Jane. You could just search that in Google. Everything will come up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Two underscores in my Twitter. I won't even bother. <laughs> it's easier for Google. It's easier for me and everybody else. So, uh, uh, we're going to start today with uh, B because we're going in an alphabetical order. So what do you do, B? First off, I'm a publicist. I do Boogie Mandela, Antoine Davis, Cheek Raw, Ready Rock, Ape Gang, DJ Sensor the Affiliates in Atlanta, Twin in Atlanta. Also, just picked up Diamond the Rapper in Atlanta. So, that's number one. I also have a radio show. I'm on air every Sunday night, 8 to 10, with um, Ace McCloud, DJ Mount G's. So, I do a lot. I do a lot. Yeah. A little bit too much, but I do a lot. Uh, well, um, right now, I'm just trying to find some of the hottest um, artists in the city, put some great music out there. Um, I'm a publicist as well. Um, I'm not going to really mention too many artists that I work with because we're like starting up some things right now. But um, yeah, I I throw events around the city. I do artist development, which is something that the major labels are definitely lacking in at the moment. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm trying to find like the the, some of the really like the hottest talent and develop it and really get some great music out there because you can have a hot record, but nobody's going to hear it then. Do a bunch of different things around the city, collab with different artists and you know other events that are going on. Okay. Cool. All right, and who is Boogie Man Double? Hip hop artist, okay. 
from Philly. Um, college student. Huh? I go to school for graphics, so I'm getting into that okay. right now. That's one less thing I gotta pay somebody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that'll go hand in hand with the music. And, yeah. Um, basically just trying to get my name out there. Okay. You know what I'm and who is Jet Plain Jane? Jet Plain Jane, um, formerly known as Jay Jerkins. Uh, I've been singing. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to talk about this elephant in the room. I'm like a whole porn Friday. I'm going to let you have that. Formally, I'm happy you left that name behind. Exactly. It's time for a change. You know, they come a little more. Uh, sophisticated, elegant, classy. I'm not, you know, in the streets as much as I used to be anymore. <laughs> you know, so uh, it was time for a change. But essentially, I sing, I rap, I act. Um, I went to Temple University uh, for management information systems. So I work for a pharmaceutical company right now, I'm trying to get away from all that nine to five stuff. It's totally not me. I never wanted to do it. I didn't even want to go to college. I just wanted to do music and acting and everything. So I'm really trying to get serious on that. Um, I've been doing some like contests um, for singing, getting acceptance, all kinds of stuff in that way. Started doing vocal coaching. So I'm getting serious. You're gonna hear a lot more from me. Uh-huh. What got you into? Well, I started um, seriously only two years ago, and that's a lot in yeah. <laughs> two years. But I have always been around. I have known um, DJ Sense and DJ Dramas since before they were who they were. Um, West Manchild, uh, our producer, is my best friend. Artifacts, which is CEO P3, is my best friend. So we all had different talents, and we just all brought it together and just... It went off. Okay. So. I was actually, I wasn't even on the business side in, in the beginning. I was on the creative side. I've been uh, singing and recording since I was about nine, you know, performing at the Apollo. I, I grew up in a very musical family. My pop played the drums and the keyboards. So I was always, you know, um, singing and performing and just learning the business. I, I uh, didn't have the best management when I was younger. So, you know, and I was underage. So, you know, I learned a whole lot, but then I, I got out of it and went to school. Um, and I, I actually just started up the company maybe a little bit over a year ago. Okay. So, yeah, now we're back at it. Okay. Um, me also about two years ago. Um, just seeing, just seeing people around me that was doing it and seeing them get ahead, and you know what I'm saying, and just uh, it just made me go hard. So, yeah. put my first mixtape out in 2010, uh-huh. and it's. History from there, I'm just crazy. Yeah. So for me, I've been singing since I could talk. Um, I started rapping when I was about 11. Um, I was on a couple uh, mixtapes in the city. I did a commercial for Glockaware when I was like 14 or 15. <laughs> that was me on there. Um, so I've been doing this for a long time, but I was never super serious. But like, I always was like, oh, when I, you know. All I ever wanted to be was a singer. All I ever wanted to do was rap, whatever. So like, I always had that in my mind. Like, that's going to be my career. But I never really went heavy with it. And then, you know, time goes on. You're just like, you know, what am I going to really start getting serious? When am I really going to do this? You know, so this past, I would say in the past, like, year, six months, I've been like, all right, I really got to start taking steps. So that's why I started doing vocal coaching and things like that. And really, you know, sitting down and writing more and doing some more collabs and stuff like that. I do a couple of shows here and there. But it's mostly been collaborations for me, whereas now I'm starting to try to look more into, like, solo work and really, you know, put a mixtape together soon, working with Breezy. Um, so hopefully, going forward, it'll be it'll be how I want it to be. Okay. So, so what motivates you? Who are, like, your influences? Like, do you have any influences? Or what is your influence, I should say? Um, I mean, my mom, she always supports me. Okay. My family in general. They all support everything I do, so. Um, also, just artists I grew up on, you know what I'm saying, and seeing the, and seeing the music change a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I listen to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I listen to Antoine Davis. Good answer. That's one of my favorite, favorite artists right now, Antoine Davis. Um, I listen to Wu-Tang, Mob Deep. Um, I listen to some new shit too, but I can't really think of that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're not really. Becoming passive. Like. Yeah. I like, you know, 
they're not really making what I used to listen to right yeah. now. So my pretty much inspiration has been um, everybody that's always encouraged me. Nobody has ever told me, "Oh, keep your day job." You know, everybody's always like, "Why aren't you signed? Why aren't you? You know, why don't you do this?" I always everybody's like, "Oh, why aren't you on American Idol?" Da da da. You know, all these things are a little too, too a little too commercial. For me. Yeah, I actually, I actually. <laughs> She's the one person I can count on that's always encouraging. Um, and, you know, once you start music, it's always in you, regardless if you get out of it for however many years. So, um, you know, once I got back into it, my nephew's a, a recording artist and singer, and he's a producer as well. So, really, it just was out of the blue. Like, I started writing some tracks, and then I realized, like, this is really what I, I need to be doing again. So, um, you know, started the company, and then it's just... Uh, everything comes naturally, you know, the networking, uh, talking to different people, and, and everything has just been flowing so well and so positive that it's like you got to keep going. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've always been musical, so why not? I don't want to work for anybody. The nine-to-five thing is not... Uh-uh. Not... Yeah, uh, will. <laughs> you to be all these different people. All the time. Uh, I really motivate myself. I, I really didn't have like a strong team, so I feel like if you believe in yourself, you don't really need you know people patting you on your back. If if I believe it, I'll they'll eventually back me. So as but as far as my belief system, it was always West Man Child and Artifacts. If it wasn't for them to you know like go ahead do the radio show, I didn't think I really could do it. I started doing it by myself first. I had people calling in from like Texas and all different places, and I'm like. I'm sitting in my house, you know, I'm like, <laughs> in my bed in my underwear, talking about, you know, like, oh, okay, like, so, I probably shouldn't have said that. motivated from actually getting my artists you know the further I get them is never about me a lot of people focus on me and my name may seem a little bit bigger a lot of people um, come to me first but it's all about my artists I'm not trying to put myself in the spotlight at all that's where people make a lot of problems, man. That's why if you want somebody who, you know, not going to be all in the video, <laughs> singing all on the record, <laughs> dancing, <laughs> uh, come to Bean. Thanks, Spit. Thank you, Spit. <laughs> so how did y'all link up with uh, P3? I like, I like you said that you're um, like your best friends, but... Uh, well, I put my... Like I guess I put my first mixtape about... Uh, 2010 reality rap and uh we I did my I guess my first like little hood video the first John uh and, and and we put it up on YouTube and uh artifacts hit up hit up Twa mm -hmm. and ever ever since that we was getting in the studio he, he he came up from Atlanta he had a studio up here yeah. And we um, met up with him, and ever since then we just been fucking with. I mean, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> 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 
Who are you two making? Uh, well, I actually degree. knew I knew Jay for a very long time. I had to be like 15, 16. I was say, <laughs> 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. So um, we were never we never like hung out or anything like that. We just knew each other. We were like around the same <laughs> yeah. people. And then, um, but I always knew that she was like you know a rapper, did the artist thing. But at that time, I was out of it. I wasn't doing anything. But I was always around very musical people, yeah. going to different shows and stuff. And I'm just like. I need to get back in this, so I don't, I don't even know how we linked up. We we always just kind of ran into each other, yeah. stayed in contact, and then she found out that I was doing what I'm doing, and uh-huh. we linked up, and now it's just like yeah, yeah. Bad. I didn't even know that Breezy was into music. Like I found I out really later out of that she sang at the Apollo and all this stuff. I never knew anything about that, mm-hmm. and I used to hang in this neighborhood. I was in Vision Quest with this chick that she grew up with, so we all just like linked up. We'd be out there singing, rapping on the block, like. <laughs> You know, so everybody just kind of got all in tune with each other. And then years later, you know, I find that she hits me up like, yo, like, let's do this. And, you know, let's do something. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I watch people it. closely. I, I really yeah. examine everything that people do. And, you know, I see that she's serious about it. And she carries herself a certain way that, like, yeah, so. Hey. sisters. So what do you have that's like, uh, that's coming up that you're working on? And you know, what's going on? Um, I'm working on Dirty Harmony. That's my. Uh, well, well, not just yet. Not just yet. <laughs> I had to uh, hold it for a minute. Yeah, I got. It's, it's oh, done though. It's, okay. No. <laughs> okay. No, it's done. It's done. It's, it's, it's finished. She is a project. It's gonna come out beforehand. You wanna talk got, about that? Uh, yeah. I got a. I got a uh, little. I got a project, little EP coming out with this uh, guy, Biz Mighty. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but. Uh, He's pretty dope. Um, yeah. Little maybe maybe eight to ten eight to ten song, little okay. short song, just to um, you know get the buzz up for Dirty Harmony a little bit. Okay. Then it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's a. It's, He's like I got a plan. It's such a it's <laughs> such a great album that I I don't want to release it without having him reach a little bit more. Fan base. I and feel then, you, bro. I feel you, bro. Everybody who has been on the show <laughs> has talked about this dirty harmony. Wes talked about it. Swan talked about it. It's Chill crazy. Like, I like want an intro. Even though, you know, <laughs> you want an intro? It's, it's, oh, I don't sing or I don't rap. It's not <laughs> like that. It's, it's a little seductive. It's not really. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Leave it a surprise. Leave it a surprise. But Dirty Army is. And there's no features. I, no I was going to leave that a secret, but there's no features. She's the only feature. Oh, that's an exclusive, right? Yeah. <laughs> only, he the only one who can get me to do something. <laughs> I don't, that's not my thing. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, coming up, I'm, I'm putting a lot of different shows together. Uh, I like to network with different people and get people that wouldn't normally be together mm-hmm. together in the same room. So we're doing like singer songwriter events, producer songwriter events. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, might do that studio battle event. Um, we're also I'm working on an EP. Um, I'm kind of A and R in the whole thing with maybe about five or six of my artists that I'm working with. Um, that's yeah, we're working on that right now. We're gonna release it a little differently. Um, do videos to every every track, you know, release it like singles and really just start building building some more buzz. And yeah, that should be coming out maybe uh, I'd say June. June. Okay. Yeah. A lot of things in the making though. That's essentially what I'm working with her on and I'm trying to do my own tracks and be ready for to drop my own solo mixtape that I've been talking about I'm gonna do this year, this year, this year, every year and it's like this year gotta be it. So hopefully that'll be the follow up to this EP. Okay. Well, I definitely thank y'all for uh, coming down and hanging out with us and talking to us about some of your personal business beings. <laughs> 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 but, um, are we going to break it a little bit? Are y'all going to hang out with us for a little bit? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, we'll be right back. Look like-
like Miss Info. Y'all been slow, I been told, y'all can't ghost. Nah, I ain't drunk, I just text badly. Running through paper like a pet rally. When I'm in your city, better get rowdy. I spit down, no shit bounty. Stone Mountain, Georgia, got something for ya. Killing bars, I'm a lawyer. Baby, drinking Goya. Girl, put your shades on. Man, I die for my hood. Jokes like when, like when someone is like, "What happened to Chris?" And you, you turn around and there's like a fat guy. It kind of looks like Chris. And you like, "Oh shit!" You start laughing and shit. And I'm back in this bitch and I'm black and I'm rich and I'm cashing it in for some passionate sin for some action with them. Yeah, yeah. Got a stank hoe with me, driving around in a run whole city. Everybody knows she got tig old bitties, but nobody cares like it's J Cole Diggy, Jordan Diddy on my stereo, high on shrooms like Mario, Salvia, shamanic drugs. Fuck my life, they on to us. I'm fly as fuck. Slave master, uh, shipping on the pants, gotta spit it like a pastor. Don't really know what that means, but uh, it sounds, it sounds like I, I, I almost had it for like two seconds. I was like, wait, wait, shipping on the pants, okay, no. So she's going back to chain slavery. Yeah, like right. that's what I'm saying. Why is she saying that she's a runaway slave? You will be honorary. You will be honorary. You will be honorary. Like, you know, like, 
white people got nervous. It's okay. <laughs> oh, oh, man, it's got like, shit. I know I should have voted for him. Oh, my Lord. shit. Like, two weeks. They're like, oh, can I get the door for you? I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it, man. November 4th, man. We have some artists in the room and some people that are uh, musically inclined. So, like, how do you feel about what she said? Do you think it was racist? Do you think it was just some corny lyric <laughs> to a rap? Like, that's like corny lyric. Yeah, I feel like it was a corny lyric. I don't. I think it was said for controversy. I don't think. Obviously, I don't, it's not, it's not really, racist. When I listen to the whole song, I don't really think she knows what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I also like to put this out there. She can't be racist. She's in a, in a video <laughs> Alright, this is what I honestly think. And this is I'll probably like no, 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 I honestly think that she's trying to be like a white version uh, of Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Which is probably not her idea. It's probably her people, her handlers, it's probably their idea. They're like, hey, you can't really rap, but neither can she anymore. So you can sound like her. <laughs> and just do the and weird voices. And hang with weird voices Man. and make faces and Oh, when Nicki Minaj dressed up, she looked like she got dressed in her grandma's closet. <laughs> I guess Iggy Azalea's black girl. Oh, that's how it is. They related. Is they, oh, All right. So she's they got the same black girl. Let's not forget, she's from Australia. <laughs> and they do black faces there on Okay? They believe in black faces for some reason. And as Frosty <laughs> tried to argue with me that prisoners are not racist. I see like prisoners. <laughs> I, I, I know what the show he's talking about. Me. <laughs> you know what the show? Yeah. The hell they are. Wait, what movie? Do I not take up time responding? <laughs> I won't do that. I won't do that. Like, you know, hear me out there, world. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make I'll make one overlapping real quick comparison. All right, all right, all right. The British, before slavery got really big in America, British sent these people to Australia as a permanent prison, right? Because they put nobody there. All right, look. The American system like and uh, the Western system of prison, right? Look, the Western system of prison and imprisoning people is institutionalized slavery. We all know that. It's about making money off people, right? So the people they sent to Britain, they, they, then they were only mostly Irish, Irish, Scottish, Germans, people that belong in the country, uh, uh, national traders, whatever they consider you to be. They sent you away. So they did not like British ways. A lot of them was speaking communists. So like. I'm not saying none, I'm not saying none of them wasn't racist, but who is not racist? We all are. <laughs> 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 so you there's aggressive racism, like yeah. KKK, I hate you, nigger. Then there's passive racism, like in, in my heart. Like, I'm saying, but that's like a slap in the punch. It's still hurt. You're comparing folks you know are aggressive racist, slaveholders, to people you think might be aggressive racist. He's like, come on, like, they're Australian, like, come on. You so what you basically again, saying but, is that Australia has he no gets the same pass to say nigga that V Nasty got. Exactly. <laughs> that what you said? So if she would have said nigga on this song, because she's Australian, that would have been cool. Well, you're a, nigga don't bother me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not not you. I just mean through it, the uh, through like the general. It does. No, I was sharp. One of my school when it jumped through hoops. One of my school. Get on TV right now. One of my school. Here's my school for any white or other person saying nigga because black people ain't taking no steps to stop our people saying it on national radio where eighty percent of people listen to it is white. We don't give a fuck. We pretending to. It's a lie. We do not care why people say nigga. We do not care. And then when I say nigga tomorrow, people get hyped for 24 hours, and a week later, oh, that shit was hot. That is more superficial. It's not. It's just contextualized. Oh, yeah, and when you hear it in context, that's what it is. In context, in this world, if you are in an urban society, like Korea, Korea has the biggest 
has Japan has the world's biggest reggae and dance hall championships. Mm-hmm. Korea has the world's best break dancers. Yeah. So officially by culture they are black. They are urban and hip hop. They can say nigga all they want to say. It. They say in their songs a lie. I'm cool with that. Come on, you know why? They're not saying I hate you, nigga. They're saying my nigga. The word for black person could be Zoom fool or some shit like that. <laughs> You're using a 70s version of the word nigga. You can say nigga to your brother, but the white guy can't say that. It's not how it is anymore. I wouldn't say it to my brother. I would say, I'm just saying, you as a black now you as an Eric, you as a black guy in American society right now, our, our overlapping opinion. Not hey, yeah, that's overthinking is stupid. To, it, to I, call I, didn't you one, you, I didn't say it. Your, your comment. I told you how it is, not how it should be. Yeah, it is, but it's still stupid. Doesn't make right. Stupidity doesn't make smart. All right, let me ask you one question. <laughs> on one of the nine on one tapes, um, a George Zimmerman. Ooh, Segway, nice. I can betray my heart. Good one. Right. <laughs> 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 one of the 911 tapes, um, they did this special on CNN with Anderson Cooper, the most like Black undercover. Yes, the, yeah. uh, the fucking blackest white he's guy. Oreo top. So, yes. Like he's double stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul. so <laughs> I was saying. That was super ball. <laughs> to be not here. <laughs> Yo, so on Anderson Cooper, he um he gave him and two other white people a pass to say the word coon because on one of the now on one tapes, um a George Zimmerman who is not white. Right. So, and so, as Anderson Cooper decides that he's going to uh, uh, take this tape to the CNN labs and have him turn it up. So he said, yeah, we couldn't really hear it. Play it like 10 times in a row. So, so you hear like fucking coons, fucking coons, fucking coons, fucking coons, like back to back, back to back. And he's like, yeah, so some people say they hear it. So then there's this other guy who's like his co-anchor. I don't know. I call him the uh, uh, the other Cooper. So yeah. So he gets on there. And he says, "Yeah, apparently Anderson. It sounds like he said fucking coon." And then he's like, oh my god! <laughs> like on CNN, they said this. And he probably was like, "Hee." Like, probably to get away with that on that. Oh, they probably high five in the green room. Yes. That's how a black person say. Australians can say nigga, then is it okay for him to say cool? I can answer shit easy. Don't, like, don't be started. This, yeah, is, yeah. Different. Oh, this okay. is totally this is different. Totally That's different. a racial yeah, slur. Illogical parallel. Illogical parallel. It's totally different. It's totally different. But you said source. that it's contextual. So in yeah, this yeah. context, he actually murdered this boy. Coon is not contextual. Coon is not a popularized word. You discuss it as a camaraderie. Coon is a only Go down to Texas. No one ever has, even in the 50s till now, has ever used the word coon like my, my best friend. Nigga has been used for the last 30 years, actually 50 years, as friend between black and then but beyond that. This is not a good comparison. No, he can't use coon. He can do whatever he wants to do. But he no, get, what do you say? Except for the consequences of using <laughs> in Korea and whatnot, they get a little bit of the whole racist thing, but they kind of don't. So they're like, okay, what's up, my nigga? I saw it's a fucking shit. <laughs> 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 
it's a Pepsi, it's a Pepsi commercial in Japan. Yes. With a family. Yes, I saw it. It's a Japanese family. They're in their vibe. It's yes. hip hop, right? The black guy yeah, comes. I saw it. The black guy comes. For the folks out there, let me tell them. The black guy comes in a commercial to the a Pepsi or Coke delivery person to deliver the soda. They they got the handballs on the fence to the rap. They take them off, right? They see black guy. What's up, my nigga? This is an American company marketing in Japan. What's up, my nigga? He's like he's like. He's, he's vibing with it because in Japan it's not racist it's, con it's context mm -hmm. there are no niggas in Japan there are no <laughs> there are no former slaves there are no there's no there's no black slave culture in Japan so we got it from them. We got it from them. Fifty-year-old, sixty-year-old. So we got it from rap, like you said. No, we like everybody rap else got it from jazz. Rap got it from old funk. They were saying nigga since 1939. No, they was, but the was that was in blues and the down at the time. It wasn't as glorified. Yes, it was. Okay. Just right. because you said, if you talk about the 60s, and you talk about that era of when that of when those terms were used. Back in the 60s, even it was like Martin Luther King, and there was all these other people. And when these type of things happen, if these words got used and stuff of that nature, then they would get out there and they would yeah. march and protest. And, and they go right, right to the bar and say, my nigga, we, my nigga, we was in a march today, brother. <laughs> they said nigga in the 60s, just like you do now. But it went out on TV. See, now it's media. Now black people are scared. Oh, it got out. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly the part. No, like That's the part I wanted yeah. to attack. Is that now uh, we have uh, this seventeen-year-old kid, Trayvon Martin, who was the latest. Well, he's not even the latest. Even, but somebody got killed after him now. But he is the most popular young man who has been killed. Something that can be seen as racial. He has been killed by a Spanish man who is looked at as white because his father is a judge. Um, he was killed in a gated community in Florida in February when he was coming back from the store where he was carrying a bag of Skittles and uh, an iPhone and an Arizona ice cream. So when the police arrived on the scene, they, the young man who was murdered, um, they went into his pocket and took his wallet out and ran a background check on him. But the man that murdered him, they didn't do a background check on him. And afterwards... The response was, as it's been for like everything in the past, like three or two or three years. As soon as something happens, then it becomes a trending topic, and that's yep. the new that's way the, to the protest things. Like, oh, okay, uh, let's make statuses about it, and let's march and all this other stuff, this. and that's cool. But if the people who are doing these type of things know that the only response is going to be a march or is going to be a rally, yeah. then what is stopping them from uh, continuing to do it? And my question is, how does everybody feel about the response? Like, what? Like, of course, it's like a worldwide thing now. It became a trending topic and people you know, know about it and they're aware of it. But how do you feel about the actual response to what has happened? Like, what... I honestly feel that not enough is being done. And that's just I my agree. opinion. Is it dude no, in custody yet? No. Then, no, no. no, nothing. But like, even though I was saying protests like, outside of that police district where they're supposed to be supposed to arrest a guy. Yeah, like go yeah. to the commissioner. Like right. have a lawyer go there, like kidnap somebody. Because honestly, and this is me, and I'm not even trying to be funny, I'm being serious. Like, I honestly feel that for these type of situations, if you keep allowing these things to happen, and you sit by and you try to come up with these people, like, like, do you know Martin Luther King and his peaceful protesting guys? They got him a bullet in the head. And and Malcolm X, he became uh, a less militant and tried to go peaceful route, and it got him a, a shotgun to the chest. And Megger Evers, and you know, with, with Emmett Till, and for all of these people who were unarmed. Now, there's been a lot of black people that have been killed that have been armed. They shot it out with the cops or whatever. But all of the black unarmed man. people that were murdered. And none of their captors have been found. If you want to take it to a hip hop standpoint, you can say uh, a Jam Master J, Big L, Biggie, Tupac. All these people still have these unsolved murders, and there was no outrage, and there was no, you know, no 
uh, not even a march, not even like a riot. When they beat Rodney King up, he was a criminal, and they start flipping shit over in, 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 in Los Angeles. He was a criminal. I was not like, yeah, I was not like he got beat up and he was like this innocent dude. Never did anything. He spit in the cop's face and they whooped his ass. Now they shouldn't have whooped his ass like him? that. And he was driving a stolen car. Like, this is the type of shit I'm talking about. Is it seems like it's the wrong. Like response for the right reason. It's like, all right, he was a criminal, and they did a, a big ass riot for him. When Oscar Grant got killed, like you don't know who Oscar Grant is, he, he was killed by of uh, the Bark Police in, um, in Oakland. Uh, they laid him down on the platform while he was waiting for the train and handcuffs and shot him in the back of the head. And he was unarmed, and he hadn't done anything to to anybody. I just him and his friends were, you know, uh, uh, waiting for the train. And they had a riot in Oakland. And a whole bunch of people got prosecuted. And uh, is that the birthplace of riots? Yeah, yeah, it must be. It must be because that's what. But 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 that's the type of thing I'm saying is if this had happened in Oakland, like there, there probably still be riots. Shit would still be on fire right now. But because it happened in Florida, they had a protest in in um, uh, what's the name? Not even in Florida. Um, they had a million hoodie march. A million. A million hoodie march in New York. And then from the Million Hoodie March in New York, they came to Philly and they did a Philly Hoodie March, which was to create awareness and gain, you know, publicity. Mm -hmm. And somebody was there selling Skittles and like I just, um, I just feel like this whole shit has spiraled completely (laughs) out of control. And it's like everybody has forgotten why they're even doing this. And they're trying to or forgot the initial point. Yeah, they're trying to find their own personal gain in it. And I know I asked the question and I kept talking. So what? Okay, I got to actual three debates about this. One was online, two was actually in, in some, on some, on, one was on a panel, and one was with somebody on a train. But <laughs> but the idea is okay. And I, this is um this ain't definitive, but this is how I feel. About it. Um, this isn't just a Trayvon thing. This this is how oppressed people, especially blacks and Latinos in America, express themselves in general. We have a we have a Messiah complex. We put all of our we, we we know the idea, we know the path. We, we we always know how to fix things, but we put all of our hopes and dreams in one person to lead us there, and that person gets. The system for the man, whether white or not, the system is to kill that person because they know they'll kill our dreams. MLK, or, or just make that person look bad. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. We're, we're, we create an idiot culture of people who believe in the idea strongly, know, know every piece of the idea just like the leader does. But then as soon as that person dies, we, we oh my God, it's over. When MLK died, instead of going, instead of continuing the struggle, people burn a few cities down and stop. That's stupid. So uh, now, Trayvon Martin, let's, let's specify this dude. So... Whatever, whether whatever happened, I mean, the idea is that the kids that and people are would rather be a million deep in doing awareness. Not not that this isn't something you should be doing, but they stop at awareness. This is what I have a problem with black culture. I love my I love my culture, but the problem is that we stop at awareness. Oh, if, if everybody, we, we got a stupid idea that if everybody knows. Fucking slavery, Slavery had twenty-two million people who died. And we all know. And we all know about did that. Did that stop because of you knew? No. So like basically, uh, knowing things just makes the person who's doing it laugh at you. <laughs> everybody knows it. It's, it's like it's like it's like picture you to something real bad. Picture you to something real bad at somebody, right? Everybody knew it. Nobody was trying to stop you. You feel like the king of the world. You wouldn't feel bad. So basically, my problem is that everybody in the Million Hoodie March should have given a dollar. So actually, someone should have set up a foundation that paid for two things: a private, a, a top level private investigator that isn't the police yeah. looking to the case. And then his lawyers. He should he should have got Johnny Cochran level lawyers. Fuck the margin. Like to yeah. that then he should have got new lawyers. His yeah. lawyer is fucking illiterate. He yep. sounds like Larry Holmes. It's a reason for and that. It's a reason for yes, that. Yes. Yeah. They it's, it's they picked like the worst lawyer who they could possibly find. Now he did some good things. He got the phone conversation uh, uh between him and his girlfriend or his girlfriend and he's dead. It's, just, it's probably not his girlfriend, but the phone conversation between him and uh, the young lady that, that he was talking to. But every time he gets on the news, it's like the story just takes us back like three steps because it's like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? And he is even of that mindset. Like, if we just make people aware, like, um, on Friday... There's no need. Uh, yes. And, like, everybody... Barack Obama had a press conference on about it on Friday, and I watched the whole thing, and the only thing that anybody talks about... Is the fact that he said 
If I had a son, he look like, like Trayvon. Wow, like Trayvon. Well, son, fucking he like duh. Him. He like he like he's a black kid. Yeah, he was light skin. You light skin. Like if you have a kid, of course he would look something like I mean, Trayvon. That doesn't uh, have anything to do with his profound point. That was this. I'm the president. I'm both my lobbyists, and I can't say certain things. As exactly. President, therefore, I will say this little tidbit so the black people get what I mean. Like exactly. I'm black, and if he, because it's November like, oh, coming so up, so if you go him, it could be ten. That's all. Yeah, exactly because November's coming up. And if he, and and words, he didn't address it, then he would have lost the black. Two words, and I stop. Buckle Farmer, let's go. Is that everybody else? Everybody else. Y'all hear me, guys? Oh yes, it's a good one. Hi. like, oh hi. This shit got me heated. I think that's answer. I'm stepping outside real quick. Give me a bad too. I just had, I had, I mean, I had a crazy, crazy debate on Facebook about it. It's just, it just seems like every time something happens, it's a march or yeah. uh, it's a right right protest. After. Like, what, 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 what's next? Exactly. You know what I mean? Everybody knows. So, what is, what's, what's the next step? See everybody tweeting about it. But, and that's what I want to know is what comes after this. Like, nobody knew who who Joseph Coney was. As soon as they come out with this video and making him look like some type of uh, uh, like Osama criminal, then all of a sudden they stop Coney. Twenty four hours. Twenty. Yeah, right, that's 48 hours, two days, two days of a stop pony. No, on, on the next day, exactly. Uh, then the next day, it was just like, yeah, so man, that new Lil Wayne song came out. Man, that shit hot. Like, man, fuck all that Coney Twitter shit. Twitter is a new CNN. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. CNN can't even compete with Twitter. Misinformation. Yeah. That's what I've been yeah. getting yeah. so much debates exactly. about with people like Facebook, Twitter, everything. Because I put something up, like, everybody's jumping on these bandwagons all the time and thinking, oh, let me, you know, look like I know what's going on in the world. Let me get in on the current event. They don't read about it themselves. Mm -hmm. They go take whatever they see (laughs) and run with it. And I'm (laughs) all day. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm losing brain cells. was Monday. Yo, exactly. Yo, so many people, one, if they thought that the hoodie march was just a hoodie march, they didn't know, like, why. Right, right. I'm talking about one of my homies. He don't, he don't hot Twitter, and he didn't. I said, I said, you going to the Trayvon Martin march? He was like, who Trayvon? So many people was like, who is Trayvon? Yeah. So I'm like, but well, you went to the march, right? Yeah. I'm like, so oh what God. did you march? For? <laughs> like, like you didn't talk to no one that was marching around. You're like, why walking up the street? Downtown, walking up the street. There was some bitches out there. Exactly. They picked exactly. a hot Friday day and people exactly. was oh. Somebody told me that they had an after party at Big Bang. Oh, I don't know. Debbie was an after party at Landmark also. Oh, at Landmark. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. 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 I didn't go. Yo, one of my friends. Yo, one of my friends. I had a meeting at Landmark. I was going to meet somebody at Landmark. Knowing that I know that I knew the person that was throwing it and everything. I knew what was going on. Um, I got the landmark. Mark for the meeting, and my meeting started like maybe around nine, nine thirty, and I couldn't understand why it was that crowded. And then I started looking around, everybody had hoodies on it. I'm like, oh, this is the answer yes, for us. Okay. Oh, shit, they about to lie. Oh, my God. hasn't been that crowded down there in a long time. That's because they all look suspicious, right? They hoodies on. Like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't like my main thing is is if we gonna march, then if we march into his house or find right. him, then that's fine. Oh, they have this uh, uh this group of the New Black Liberation uh, Militia. They said that they're on a hunt to find him and do a citizen's arrest, which not really sure how that's gonna go. But I'm pretty sure that uh, a citizen's arrest means. Uh, uh, something completely different. And, <laughs> yeah. and that means we're gonna kick the skull. Exactly. Like, and if they show up to his good. house with hoodies on, he probably might start shooting them. So, <laughs> I, like, like I'm, I could say that I'm outraged, but that'd be like an understatement. I don't even want him to get locked up because his dad's uh-huh. a judge. He's going to get off. Like it's not like, like his father is well connected and like it's to the point where. If he does like, get locked up and get some type of jail time, it's not going to be what he deserves. He'll be out in a year and be doing this again to somebody doing like else. They did Troy Davis. Ex- exactly. Now that is the thing: is that people wrote letters and they tweeted and tried to get Obama to talk about Troy Davis, but because it was 2011 and it was no election, he didn't say anything about it. But now it's like it's election time, so he's like, yeah, we we 
you know, the federal investigation is going on now, and we're making sure that the best, you know, team of investigators is involved so we can get to the bottom of this and get all the details. I'm like, what details what? are missing? Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing missing. It's <laughs> nothing missing. There's the phone calls. He like he's screaming in the background. There's the people that said that the uh, they um are they witnessed it out of their window. Uh, the dude grabbed Trayvon. Trayvon swung and connected, and then he pulled the gun out and then Trayvon ran. <laughs> oh, okay. like, I didn't even nice. hear that part. That was good information. So Trayvon, all right. Yeah, uh, this is the actual like story that. of what happened. Trayvon was in the house and they were watching the All Star game. It went on like halftime or whatever, and he said that he was going to the store for his little cousin and they wanted candy and juice or whatever. So, yeah, so he Skittles just sitting around. You know? he, yeah, he said, they are, are that's true. He talked to this girl that's a rare that was, <laughs> yeah, his girl. He was talking to her all day long. He had talked to her, I think it was a total of like 400 minutes that day or whatever. Damn. So, on the way to the store, he was talking to her, and, and on the way back, he was talking to her. So as he's coming back, um, it starts raining, and he has a hoodie on, so he like puts his hood up, and he starts to run. And he stopped at one of these houses because he was trying to uh, get out the rain or whatever. So she's telling him, uh, be careful. You know, you listen to the call, I mean, like talking about all types of stuff, they, they keep bleeping out or whatever, probably some little freaky kids. <laughs> Um, then he keeps walking He was like Oh this dude Is following me I think this dude Is following me And she's like No just be careful Just run He's like Man, I'm not running into So like He said I think I lost him And then he starts To like jog a little bit And then he said Like you hear the tire screech And he pulls up And he hops out He was like Hey uh, What are you doing Around here And he didn't answer him so when he didn't answer him, he grabbed him. And then I guess he grabbed him from the side, I'm assuming, and he turned around and swung, and then he hit him, and then he tried to grab him again, and he, and, and he was, like, holding him, like, oh, oh, what are you doing around here? And he got free and started running, and he was yelling help, and he's on the phone. And somehow in the midst of the scuffle, his phone hung up, and he's still running. And then where that picks up is where you hear the neighbors on the phone, and they hear him screaming in the background, and then you just hear, like, a shot go off, and you hear two shots, and you say that they, uh, they said, they went to the door and he was straddling Trayvon. Uh, Trayvon was uh, face down on the pavement and he was like, um, he had his hands on his head and he was like behind him. And then that's when I guess when the police came or whatever and they went in his pocket and took his wallet and ran a, and, and ran a background check on him. But the dude standing there uh, with the smoking gun, he went home and slept in his bed that night. Like, and that's where my outrage comes from because it doesn't make any sense for you to. Uh, to I run a background check on somebody that's obviously dead. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they done drug tests. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> yeah. I, like, he's a little bit of uh, restraining orders against each other. Nice. Um, He's still stressing over that. Man. <laughs> yeah, they tried to join the police academy. Oh, he had yeah. to uh, write a letter to to explain why he had that charge or whatever. And he basically, um, um, they read the letter and it was basically very like vague and sketchy. Like, oh, it was a, uh, a domestic situation. I felt unsafe or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, He's always feeling unsafe because he's scared of his wife. He's scared of people in hoodies. He's scared of everybody. So he still wanted to become a police officer, and then he somehow he ended up on a town watch. And then now he was self-proclaimed. Like, yeah, yeah. Felt like a cop. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. He started the town watch. There was no other neighborhood. Yeah, like he probably was the only member. And they were. But they had a few like robberies in that community and everything, but uh, they weren't by no seven year old kids. And he said, Oh, uh, I think he's got something in his hand and he has an iPhone in his hand. So. Let me see something. Let me see your iPhone. No. Please. Oh. Real quick. You're not going against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, it doesn't look like that. It's like that guy in New York. Taser. Yeah. 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 Ye
Caesar, maybe. It's like that guy in New York where he pulled his wallet out. Sean Bell. No, no, that's not about Diallo. Oh, Sean Bell was, uh, no, wait, wait, they both pulled their wallet out. He pulled his wallet out. And he showed it very clearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he pulled his wallet out and he killed Sean Bell. And I'm a Don Diallo. They shot him 41 times. Yeah, that was. shot Sean Bell 50 something times. The cops said he reloaded. He said he reloaded. It wasn't a wallet. I reloaded. You know, fuck it. I don't use bullets, you know. But yeah, because they enslaved us because of our race, and they keep us low in America because of our race, and they, they keep us low class because of our race. We're not kept low race because of our class. class but you gotta remember now too, yeah. it's it's more like as a number, it's more mm-hmm. poor whites in America. It's true. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a percentage yeah. is the yeah. issue yeah. though. Exactly. Same with prisoners, yeah. Yeah. the percentage of Black Americans is higher, whereas it's actually numerically it's yeah. more whites. But percentage, so it's, percentage it's always more important. Absolutely, percentage always more important. it's because yeah. of how they advertise. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you can say you say on the earth there are more African descended people than yeah. anybody yeah. else. No, yeah. they're being oppressed more than the whites. So yeah, look at that. But so by numbers, by numbers and percentages, there are more Negroid and African African um what's called not Afroid what Negroid and African based people who are there's more who are oppressed and there's more who percentage who are oppressed. So I mean it's not like it's a white hate blacks. It's key people in power who happen to still be white. Growing up, I never saw racism. Like to me, it, coming like movie. going traveling different places and yeah. things like that is so crazy to see how people treat each other differently yeah. and stuff. Cause like I was spoiled in that like I grew up saying nigga. I grew up like nobody ever looked at me twice like for saying certain things or acting in certain mannerisms yeah. or anything like that. And then you it's go other places. Places and you're like, whoa, like, you know, this this little part of the country is really spoiled and there's so much diversity and there's so yeah, many yeah. different cultures that come together and, like, have really no, no problems. There's always, you know, so, right, there's always some issues out there. You're going to see sometimes, but... What's wrong with the niggas' fault? Racism did not go away. It got clandestine. It yeah. got 007. That's true. That's all. You can't I agree. It's in the house. It's not in your You can yell nigger 18 times through marketing and through body language. You don't have to say the word nigger. Intention. I can call you. I can call you cracker a thousand. I'm, I'm saying I don't know. I can call you cracker a million times, but looking at you the wrong way. It's nothing to do with the words I said. Cracker is like the fucking delicious treat. Fuck yeah. It's not. It's the word. You know what I'm saying? It's just a word. Like it makes no sense. I grew up with people calling me that as well, and yeah. just, they, just they like they as they a, a that's exactly. my whole mentality. But racism. even they just like not like, even in a racist yeah. manner though. It's yeah. like people get too hung up on these words. It's I'm right telling true. you, it's the it's intention. Exactly. 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 It's frustrating because it's you try to talk to other people that don't understand it. It's like you talk to a brick wall. But these are the people that make the decisions in this country, though. They don't understand that it's it's not that big of an issue to you know stand next to anybody of another race. Yeah. Honestly, race is not even a biological separator. Like there's no biological basis of it. It's all in our minds. It's all in our minds. There's only slight adaptive difference between exactly. Them. My people from Africa, so the sun was brighter. Vitamin E. Brighter. Exactly. It's all north, evolutionary. Yeah. You're exactly. north is less sunlight. But you can't bent, tell people you know? that yeah. they don't get that. Evolution. So I'm exactly. crazy. <laughs> 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 what you mean evolution? What you talking about? Yeah. Why baby? Why? There's there's people that the dinosaur bones were planted there to test them. Don't get me started. I want to start bashing religion, but fuck Mormons. Mormons believe. It's a reason why. Mormons are cool. Mormonism is bad. Mormons believe that the sons of Ham, people who have the mark of Cain of the devil, are us. That it grew. They said, they said, you ever heard the, the thing on Boondocks where um, Ruckus goes, he grew blacker and blacker and more yeah, blacker? Yeah, there's yeah, an ancient gypsy, there's an ancient gypsy story from a thousand years after Christ where they they had an old story, they were retelling that story, mm-hmm. and that line is from that story. And and he said blacker and blacker and grew more blacker and blacker. It's because the son, every generation of the sons of Ham, the, the original word wasn't black though, it was a mark. So like they said, that mark grew and grew and grew until you would always know who the sons of Satan were. Who would they pick things up? Mormons believe this. Real Mormons in real life believe this. Not just Mormons, but technically all super conservative idiot, idiot Christians. Mm-hmm. I thought, why don't you read the book? The, the ones who believe the, the, most, the most misinterpreted, twisted shit. But it's crazy. It's crazy. 
Well, so does Judaism and Islam. Too, yeah. It's all kind of, all that stuff has it's it's based <laughs> in a lot of errors. Letters we're going to get. Oh, this is emails and letters Absolutely. that we are like, going to get. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, just by the way, uh, fuck you, fuck you. Oh, no, but on that note, I know Celebratory atmosphere would change quickly. Who watching the game with me? You know, Lord Trayvon was repping his hometown, D Wade and LeBron. He had just came up from Miami to see a daddy who knew such a great weekend with him. Badly in a place where you move because it's safe for your family. But some people got an ingrown hate for your family. Halftime, just a short break from the slam. About to go to the store, no cuz you want some candy? Bet I'll grab you some Skittles, kid. I'll be right back in a little bit. I said I'll grab you some Skittles, kid. I'll probably be right back in a little bit. Human beings in a mind. What's a mind to a king? What's a king to a guy? What's a guy to a non-believer? Who don't believe in anything? Will we make it out of Cousin Skittles in a iced tea Walked out the store and felt the chill of the night breeze It seemed a little colder than before He didn't know it was a boy like a soldier in a war That was watching him, clocking him, thinking about stopping him Nine milli cocking him Who's this nigga walking through my neighborhood? He fits all the specifics of criminal statistics He looks suspicious 911 wish your emergency A black man's walking through my hood purposely Stay calm, it's just Lil Trayvon But he wanna be the hero so he put his cape on Zimmerman, neighborhood block captain, loaded clock strapped in, fake cop has been, got out the car, knowing what the cops asked him, they always get away, this time that will not happen. Human beings in a mind, what's a mind to a king, what's a king to a guy, what's a guy to a Trayvon, please for forgiveness. I didn't do nothing. This is senseless. But George Zimmerman was so vicious. He made sure the second shot hit him. No survivor, no witness. Trayvon never gave his cousins the Skittles. Mr. All-Star Game didn't see another dribble. And George Zimmerman wasn't even arrested. The message is only white life is protected in the Exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and the sleep 
deeper than anything I could say Betraying it for my people, I'm reminiscing the days When we was able to lay it on some paper to explain That was complicated and I'm getting faded to escape And they saying we should wait, be patient with the chase Change is finna come, I'm sick of praying for it Faith and the fame is looking fake, so I'm saving every pay Checking if I cave in or I make it, I'ma stay the same and say another statement for the sake of my people chasing pavement. Pay attention, hate is over. I'm finna wake up. Segregation is a waste. Competition for taking us and if we say the face when you refer to paper, how it's really erased. Now it really relates to how we living, but hey, they say. I know it's love that got me doing this Metronomes and microphones and pro tool influences Sleep is secondary when your dreams are coming through with this Movement improving, hard times are pushing through with it I need this, I know that I'm making motion pictures with these lyrics like it's Kodak While dodging all the Kojaks, you'll die with my Kodak The world seems colder for an artist and I know that I'm feeling like a throwback But still I bring these flows back to notepads and go back To where I got this road at, to where I wrote these notes at Sitting by your window looking out to look within Used to puff a little woo, getting higher with this pen I fell in love because it wasn't about the paper and the dreams It was all about escaping from the scenes Now it's all about the word of mouth Now what you wrote about I'm still grinding though Can't wait to turn it out Yeah Nurse. Be the in first. The a nurse. Do it to A. You want to be a nurse one day, right?